Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. It's Nick Gareth and Gia, of course. And I'm just feeling like, how do we get into the start of things? Um, But we've got a list. Well, technically, each of us have a list of our unpopular opinions. Something you guys know we're not we're not normally afraid to uh, talk about on this podcast. But I don't know why, but something about me just writing down all this list of like my negative thoughts of Mariah. It was well, first of all, I thought it was actually quite hard for me to think of an unpopular opinion because I mean, we all know my opinions are the most popular. So like yeah. you not loving bringing on the heartbreak, bitch. Okay, can't, we can't spoil each other's unpopular opinions. Honey, so <laughs> well, I already oh that that's already one then. There we go. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. No, don't come on, bitch. Let's go. Okay, but how have you guys been? Been good. Settling into a new job. Been there a month. And it's going okay. Yeah, it's nice to sit down and catch up with you guys after a little while, actually. I know we've spoke here and there and we had our little it's a wrap breakdown moment, but like it's actually nice to sort of get back into things. So how have you been, Nick? What have you been up to? I've been working my ass off, bitch. Like I can't even explain how much I've been working. It's like Gareth, like I've started a new job and I'm just kind of like falling back in to working for the man and all that bullshit that I don't want to be doing, but I'm doing it anyway because I have to eat. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it hasn't been all that bad. Like I'm just getting adjusted. Um, I feel like we've all been hustling and grinding really hard like my story is the complete same, except I haven't started a new job. Still at the same salon. Um, I've just been working a lot and doing the most. And by that, I mean working those hours and getting that back. And that's pretty much it. But I'm glad that we're here and that we're back to talk about Mariah and to talk with each other and continue this podcast and keep it going and it just feels it feels good to be here and we've got a lot of really good episodes that we have coming up this season so y'all stay tuned because we're actually really excited about these episodes bitch i think this season you guys this season is gonna be my favorite season i just already know i have a feeling this season is gonna be it girls But I'm just saying it's going to be my favorite. I'm not going to say it's going to be like our best or anything. I just know that what we have planned, it's, I just have, I know it's going to be my favorite season. Like I already know. Well, I'm excited to come back. I always get excited to come back as as you probably know (laughs) from past experience. (laughs) So I am happy. So we're back, guys. Uh, Yeah, I know. But I feel like I was the one being like rallying these bitches. Like, oh, my fucking God, you guys, let's get back together. Come on. Oh, my God. Like, usually it's Garrett. Usually it's Garrett. But (laughs) it was Gia this time. It was Gia every week. When are we coming back? Like, but me and Gareth are kind of in the same situation where we're, like, adjusting to new jobs. So, like, and I keep explaining to Gia, like, you have to pay your dues when you come into a new job and you have to work those and hours I you don't want to work. I know that, you guys. I know that. But I, it's um, good to see that Gia is excited about Mariah because we all know Gia can be a little bit of a shady lamb sometimes. 
<laughs> well, I just I just want everyone to know that it was me this time who was trying hard to get back. Because yes, I have I have had the tendency, or I do have the reputation, darling, of being the shadier or the talkative, the loud one. I don't know, bitch. But anyways, <laughs> but can we t- before most. we get into before we get into today's topic and the actual episode? I just want to let the lambs know and have a quick convo about the clear number one's vinyl and um, what uh, and the butterfly twenty five stuff that's we've seen has been coming out. So, have you guys seen the clear Japanese edition or pressing of number ones? Not in the flesh. I've only seen the pictures that were circulating online, and then of course the picture you sent us of yours in the in our little group chat but that's it really i mean i think it looks nice it fits i don't feel i need it but it's nice to see it and nick what about you you've seen it i've shown it to you bitch i've seen it i wanted to buy it but like it came out when i was like financially strapped you know what i mean so i kind of held off but that's another thing like i've been like she wasn't their girl like she wasn't our um record store day pressing at all she she added she was a little uh, double. She was a cute little times two, but oh, yeah. So, so it's a. I didn't. I didn't open the record store day one, so I don't know if it's a single or double. But it is a double. No, it is a double. But I'm just saying, like it's double the price. <laughs> like it's. it's <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, what it cost you? What seventy dollars? I spent forty dollars on that. Um, it was like record store day one. Yeah, I think I spent thirty six on the record store day one, and then I think I either spent seventy or ninety on this pressing oh. from Japan. You probably had to pay the taxes on it, though, right? I'm uncertain of everything that went into it. I just knew <sighs> that all the lambs that bitch about when number ones had no reissues or repressings or anything, and every lamb was like getting all fifteen of their um, original albums. And then once you did that, every lamb would be like, "Where's your number one's copy? Where's your number one's copy?" And I was always like, "Bitch, I don't feel the need to have that." Um, but ever since it's been repressed, and like it's been each repressing has been done very well. I don't want to stay on this topic for too long, but each each repressing has been done very well. I do feel like it's one of my favorites in my collection. I don't know why I was being such a hater originally, but I do think I want to get the original pressing of the number one's European edition. Is the clear number one's Japanese version, is that a different track listing? Does it have all of one Christmas is you on there? Or, no, it's, it's not the original Japanese track listing, unfortunately. If if it were, I would not buy an original European pressing with Do You Know Where You're Going To on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's the... It's European. the American. Yeah, it's the American and track listing. But oh. it's still a gorgeous pressing with this cute little OB strip and the clear. it's clear and... Mm-hmm. It's got a booklet. There's a gorgeous booklet. I mean, it's not, it's just white, but it's, mm-hmm. it's cool that it's there. But that brings up a really good topic that you're talking about. And it is kind of an unpopular opinion that I'm going to bring up with this as well. But like, we were talking about this last night about you, you just said like lands were bitching. Oh, where's your number ones? There's no reissue of number ones. And then Mariah released the number ones. And so now we're only left with Glitter not being re-released, which my unpopular opinion with that, which I told you yesterday, Gia, is I don't want Mariah to re-release Glitter because it's literally the only original pressing that's not repressed and probably the most expensive piece in my collection. So, but Gareth, you just bought 
the the glitter album, right? But it was the original pressing. It wasn't a repress. You yeah, know what I mean? It was the original pressing. And I got it for a good deal. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to hype it up too much in case it doesn't turn up because I've been stung a few times. No, but... once you get it, you know, oh my gosh, you're going to know. That's one of the best quality vinyls from her original pressings. And I'm actually shook about that because of how messy the situation was. But that's it is gorgeous. It is gorgeous gorgeous. as fuck. I love the pink colors on that album. It's a gatefold. I love when you and you open it. Yeah, it's glossy as fuck. It's like the CD. Oh, is it like the CD CD? booklet? Yeah. You know how the CD booklet is so Uh, extra glossy? So is the vinyl. So like you open it up and there's Mariah laying across the New York skyline, that iconic photo of Mariah. It has the gorgeous picture, just like the rainbow. You open up rainbow, the original pressing. It's just beautiful. Mm. Yeah, it's one of her best original pressings. I'm excited to see the artwork for Glitter on that size because I remember when the album first came out in the UK and I was standing in Woolworths and I was looking at it and I just thought this is so effective for the title and I didn't really know too much really about the backstory at the time apart from its like thing with 9-11 so I was just really blown away by the artwork so I bought the album based on the artwork alone and I'd heard Lover Boy and I was just like mm, it's not Heartbreaker and so I just love the artwork and I do love the album now and I'm just really excited to actually just stare at it and I, I don't know about anybody else but when I first bought Emancipation of Mimi I was examining everything with the dress the legs and all the artwork and I, I know I'll be doing the same thing like some nerd like I'm a proper like artwork geek as well when it comes to stuff like this even the back cover is gorgeous as yeah. well all of it. The whole but thing. Mariah, Mariah is always releasing these iconic images. I mean, she kind of stumbles here and there, but she always has a good inlay rollout. Mm-hmm. But Gia made a good point about this yesterday. If she's going to re-release the glitter vinyl, do it in the blue version that's on the DVD. I was so just going to say that. Thank you for it, taking my point straight out of my mouth because literally the movie version the dvd sometimes came in blue and i was like if she were to re-release it just make the vinyl blue so my original can still be mm. cute and still be like over here by itself doing her thing you know what I mean? yeah so that's yeah. why i'm hoping that that's the only way i would accept it like because i'm gonna be pissed if she re-releases glitter i hope i for the lambs i want the lambs to have it on vinyl but like I just like the aspect of it, of me having something very, very rare. If she were to re-release it on vinyl, I would want it in the original like CD track listing because the mm. vinyl has it where one album is, or one disc is the bops and one is the ballads. And I would want it where it's like the the soundtrack track list. I think we and need that's that what... to differentiate the, the original to the, the, the new edition, let's say. I think we need it to be like how you just said exactly yeah it should be significantly different i feel like it should be significantly different so we need to get into the rest of the list (laughs) yeah it's been like a minute welcome back to the obsessed podcast (laughs) these are our unpopular opinions okay starting with nick all right i'm gonna start this off with a banger and i already kind of know how y'all feel on this but it has it may have changed over the past two years but Mariah Carey was born in 1969. Okay, I do feel like that's probably an unpopular opinion with the Lamely. 
on this show, no, I don't feel like it's an unpopular opinion. Yes, honey, you know I believe that's true. So, yeah, it's an unpopular opinion. Boop, doodly doo. <laughs> Boop, doodly doo. <laughs> yeah, but if you post that on Facebook or Reddit, the lamps go crazy. It is lamps will die on a mountain because Patricia said on Oprah that Mariah Carey was born in 1970. Lamps will die on that hill. And Garrett's like, I'm not going to comment. Like, that's his, yeah. <laughs> no, I will, but I, I, I don't care. So what? Like, I mean, great. Like, either way, but like, I just don't know. I, don't, I think a lot of the back and forth here is going to be like, we don't get why people get so worked up over it. Like, I know when we did our episode with you as a guest, like back in the, I don't even know when it was, but like when we talked about it originally, I was very much on the fence, but like, more so on the side of 1970 but like i don't know i just i I have this thing where i can see both sides to each story and i i can see both sides to this and i do see it having some legs and whatnot but like really i and me as an individual personally i don't care and i don't think it matters like is is her like date of birth gonna affect us like in our everyday life no yeah exactly and it shouldn't affect anybody else i I know what you're saying nick about these people why it's so weird that like nobody can just like say that's how they feel without getting like absolutely dragged like it's ridiculous yeah it's not like it's not like crucify you yeah like and i don't get why there's this like what's the word toxicity or bitterness or whatever it might be i don't get why there is that because no one knows. No, we may never know. Like, it, and it doesn't matter. And I just feel like it's not like we're coming to you and saying, "No, you're a year older, or you're this age, or you're lying about your age." No, like, come on. Like, so, Gareth, was Mariah Carey born in 1969 or 1970? Don't know. Don't care because I wasn't there. Come on, I don't need no pageant girl answer. I don't need that pageant girl answer. But it's true. Like I, I, I'm not gonna. If I find out she was 1969 and I believe it's 1970 or the other way around, I'm not gonna like. Get, I'm not gonna burn all my Mariah Carey stuff. I, I, there's so much things really that I've thought about in preparation for this episode, and I just thought like it really doesn't make any difference to me i'm not in. well then i want to hear your first unpopular opinion (laughs) i'm not in touch with what people's popular or unpopular opinions are i just see things and just think okay like i wonder why and then i just move on like you know because i know my story with mariah i know why i like her music and it's got nothing to do with like any to me she's golden but it's not got anything to do with like this tommy matola like mold that was made like she's mariah and i like the music that she makes and that's that really so i don't honestly i'm still on the fence i don't know and i just don't care it's a, only what like a year i think it was the same yeah, date right year. yeah so it's it's just one it's, year yeah i don't know why they did it i kind of get why they did it but i don't know why it made such a big deal for them to do that if it was a record company thing but yeah either way yeah well, Lambs, if you want to hear the receipts, we have a whole last episode on it. It's called Eternally Dwell the Conspiracy. <laughs> but I'm going to give Gia's famous quote. I know it's 1969, but I'm going to continue to celebrate it like it's 1970. <laughs> We're going to party like it's 1970. <laughs> All right, no, Garrett, I want to hear your first. I want to hear Garrett's first unpopular opinion. All right, I'm going to start off with this, and it's not because I don't believe in it or anything like that. I mean, she is definitely deserving of all of her accolades and stuff, but, like, 
And it's not necessarily about this one particular thing, but when everybody goes out around saying like, oh, she is the best-selling female artist of all time or anything like that, for me, it's great. She's got all of her number ones. We're all a little bit tired of like celebrating the number ones and we probably shouldn't do it for another 10 years, blah, 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 whatever. But like, or unless she gets another number one, I don't know, or another few. But like, for me, I just, I don't even know who the best-selling female artist of all time is. I Googled it in preparation for this episode, and apparently it's Madonna. Do not believe that at all. And if it is her, then it's just down to ticket sales. Yeah, but when you used to Google it, it used to say Mariah. Really? Like, it's weird. Yeah. Because when this particular thing was, like, at the height of being used, like, I feel like... I remember Googling it then thinking, is it really Mariah? Like, that's really good, you know, considering there's so many other people that have been around, around longer, including Madonna. But, like, I found out it was Barbara Streisand, then, uh, yeah, then Madonna, and I think Mariah was third. So I feel like this is changing all the time, like give or take circling around the same few artists that have been around probably 30 plus years, let's say. And I just think that like people really use it as a backup, like to lean on, oh, well, you know, she's the best selling female artist of all time. Like, great. Yeah. She's definitely one of, you know, and she's definitely within the top few, like there's no dispute in that, but like, well, for the U S like, and I think we've said it before, well, I've said it before over here, more so album sales, but like, it doesn't change my opinion of her, whether she is or, like the, the date of birth, it doesn't change my opinion of her, like, I don't care, like, I feel like she's an unsung hero anyway, like, especially over here in the UK, like, people talk about these uh, best-selling female artists of all time and she doesn't get that much of a mention over here if you read it in text or, or news articles and stuff it, she does but like in like passing comments from journalists or tv presenters like it's usually like madonna or um never barbara streisand i don't know who else but like it's usually like really 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 like big people that have been around like a long 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 time who are really old basically and i feel like it's a bit shitty that they don't include her because you can't deny it but it doesn't change my thing for her you know what i mean like it's madonna has no substance to her music and yet she's or, or probably the whole world over considered somewhere in this realm of that title. And Mariah has so much going on with her overall catalogue. She's dipped in and out of, like, uh, different versions of R&B, you know, like she started up quite Whitney-esque and whatnot, but she's always written her own songs. She's always co-produced her own songs or produced her own songs. And I just feel like that title is really irrelevant with somebody who's got such a, a deep body of work and a really, like valuable body of work she's just got so much authenticity to her i know she does have a like catchy songs that are a little bit like infectious to listen to and whatnot so it does border on that kind of madonna thing but she's got so many deep cuts that mean so much more to people i feel like your first unpopular opinion you fired a shot bitch <laughs> <laughs> There, I'll get to another one that can back that goes hand in hand with this one as well a little bit later. But like, I'm glad for her as an individual, especially if you've read the book and you learn about how she's like gone through life. Great, but like, doesn't change my opinion. I know why I like Mariah. I know what songs I like. I know why I like them, and I know why I want to listen to certain records. You know, 
I think at one point she was the best-selling female artist of all time because I am guilty of saying that shit too. Like I am one of those lambs that will get out there and be like, oh, best-selling, blah, 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 go down the spiel, we all do it. Hmm. But like, I've probably done it as well at some point. But I, I think it's like in your lamb I blood to do it. So like, much, so much when I defend Mariah, bitch. And I still uh, do it and preach it like it's back today. Like, hmm. <laughs> this is what I do. And probably when you tie up the 19 number ones and the album sales in the UK and probably a few other countries as well as the US. Yeah, it's a good argument, but I, I, I don't feel the need to go so hard with it. All right, Gia, let's hear your first one. Okay, you guys, my first unpopular opinion is that I don't love Mariah's covers that she sings and puts on her albums. Well, there's one you like. Yeah, there's one I like, and that's another unpopular opinion, and we're going to get to that later, so let's not, let's not, not do that yet. <laughs> oh, I get where, I totally get where you're coming from. I mean, I like her covers. Obviously, over here in the UK, we love a Mariah Carey cover. I'm just like, why are they always, like, fucking rock songs? Like, I'm like, why couldn't just be good to me be somewhere? Why couldn't it be, like, if only you knew be somewhere? Those, her live covers, you know I why? love them. You know why. Yeah, I know why. Because you... they're all more R&B, and they're all more black, and they're all more fun. And all of these rock covers are white as fuck. And they're music box-esque. That's why. It's a all of them option. are giving music box. Yeah, yes. it's always oh, a safe oh, oh, option. But you don't like one cover, Gia? I like one arms. cover, and we're going to get to it. <laughs> yeah. gonna get to it. <laughs> I, like, I like some of them, and I like what she does with the cover, but yes. like Okay, let's go down the list. Let's go down the list in order chronologically. So it started out with Without You, right? No, mm-hmm. I don't like that one. No, Open don't, don't play that song, I guess. Okay, I like that, but that didn't go on an album. And that's all, that's not rock or music, but so I guess. Okay, let's skip but to... I mean, yeah, yeah. The ones that go on the albums, generally, except for one, I think I don't like. I don't like them. So you okay? So so you finally admitted it. You don't like the beautiful ones. <laughs> I said, can we wait and get to my next unpopular opinion <laughs> later? <laughs> can we get? Can we get to the? You wanted to go through we, the albums chronologically, so we're gonna get there sooner. <laughs> okay, no, let's go. So listen, without you is really not my thing. I don't love that one open arms i really have to be in a specific mood for it otherwise she's a skip um the next album that i can remember covers on is charm bracelet (laughs) and girl it's a sin for you to not like oh yeah and the rainbow one yeah against all odds i don't love that one either it's really shouty i'm Uh, sorry uh, and then um yeah the charm bracelet one uh yeah no I don't like that one either and then That's is there sin. one on Emancipation no there's not there's not a cover on there and then um what came after that I want to know oh, oh girl um the mem- memoirs one absolutely not I don't like I like the piano in it but no yeah, I yeah like I mean I can agree with that Same. yeah I don't like it and then um the heavenly I'm sorry no and the George Michael one like maybe like yeah, one no. every four years like i'm sorry but no like it's just like a thing for me i don't know what it is generally speaking mariah's covers on her albums not the not the i just want to make it clear for the listeners not the album covers like the picture the song that she covers sometimes and puts on an album is one that gia just tends to not like i don't know why what about help me make it through the night 
it, was that on an album? No, I'm just asking out of interest. It was for, well, it, it was supposed to be for the Tennessee movie, but it wasn't on the soundtrack or in the film, but she recorded it. I, I have, I have, I've got to listen to that again. It's I don't, good. I can't, it's good. But it's not on an album. I'm saying, you guys, on the main albums. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I feel like I made it clear, but I would say it's a fifty-fifty with them. Like it's a toss-up between them, but like there are some really good ones, and there's some pretty bad ones. Like that, the George Michael one. Like it is so so long. I really don't like that one. And you know how I feel about the beautiful ones. So like there are a few that I really don't like, but whatever. the original version of that George Michael song, was it One More Try? It is on for like five and a half minutes or something. Hers goes to like almost six, if not six minutes. It is long. I would have liked a bit of layer in somewhere because it does sound quite tired. Well, look, so. Just listen, like like you and I that oh. uh, got to be real performance. Um, just be good to me. Mm-hmm. So even the one you said, the Aretha, don't play that song for me. Like all of those to me, Chain of Fools. on the album covers. Like, I don't even, I can't even, like, yeah. Mm, yeah, Chain of Fools, Hopelessly, even Hopelessly Devoted, like, is a pretty good one, but. I like to love Hangover. Uh, yeah, yes. that one is amazing. Oh, all of those, all of those. I love them. Okay, Nick, what's your next unpopular opinion? Okay, what do I want to pick? Okay. I can't stand to hear a lamb say when we get a new remix, but there's no new vocals. Bitch, there's a new arrangement. I feel like that's all of us. <laughs> Not know, me. Y'all, y'all are those lambs. Always are like, there's no, there's no vocals on it, and it's kind of the same. Like, mm. or the vocals, but sound. it's a new arrangement, and everybody's always like, "Where's the new vocal?" I can't, I don't like it. There's no new vocal. I can't stand when Lamb say that, and y'all say that shit. I believe that you're not entirely 100% with this, Nick. I feel that Yeah, you, I feel like you've said that before. I feel like that maybe in the first few seconds you're like... I have uh, never said that before. Ever. There are times when I listen to the new arrangements on like a remix or something. I don't know if they're new vocals or not. Like with uh, um, the My All remix. I thought there were new vocals in there. No, there isn't. <laughs> We got to feel your body, feel your body, feel your body, feel your body, baby, baby. That's you know, background like, vocals. Yeah, but whatever. Like I, like, I love that element that that brought. Vocals on there, but it's a new arrangement, and I like the new arrangement of the song. Okay, that's but, yeah. The arrangement is cute as fuck. Like I love it. But like, yeah, I like when she does it live, and it sounds a little different too. Like, okay, and what? And what, bitch? Like the all those honey remixes are amazing because she sang them differently. Like it's not just like they auto tuned it to like fit where it would be. Like mm. like it's not all computer. It's not all computerized. And I feel and like, I like that the, remix was made for the stage as well. Like make it happen. Yeah, yellow just some hate ass lamps. No, we just know not what bitch. sounds good live because we listen to live performances. Yeah, does that make me lesser of a lamb? No, yeah, but I, think you, <laughs> but I think you should treat yourself and line them all up and go into a YouTube hole one day and just watch. And I them did all. never say that I like didn't like the My All remix. I just thought it was a shame that there's no different mm. resung vocals, and I know why there isn't. It's because she was sick, um, and she was doing the tour and she got sick. Um, but you love the Fall in Love at Christmas remixes, right? Those aren't no. I like new vocals. one of them. I like one of them. 
And I said during that, I wish we got a resung vocal too. Of course you did. Yeah, I, yeah, of course I did. Because I've, I'm going to say when it would be nice to have something. And I'm going to say when when it would be nice to not have something. And that's how I feel about it. Girl, bye. <laughs> You're a mess, bitch. <laughs> okay, Gareth, what's your next unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinion is that Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel is a decent album. Okay, well, I can't speak much on this because we're going to get to that. <laughs> we're going to get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the okay. I, I think the amount we spoke about this album, we probably don't even need to do a review. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, because no, and be- we're we're going to eventually. We have to because I mean because you're oh you're that justice for memoirs land. Like you are gonna you are you are the memoirs cheerleader in the background, always <laughs> cheering on and making sure that you can fit memoirs in. And I love that. That's part of who you are. But it's not her greatest album. If I okay. can say anything. It, it's in her bottom five but that's my opinion but i think that's an unpopular opinion as well that i think that it's not a great album because there are a lot of lambs who love memoirs there are yeah. like air i think when we did our like live thing back in 2020 i think we we i can't even remember apologies but like i think there was an episode where we went through our ranking of the albums and Memoirs was quite low for me, but I do, I just want to give it a 10 out of 10 for effort. And I just feel that as far as Mariah Carey, like the Mariah Carey magic albums, I mean, go, it has the lyrics, it has the vocal layer, and it has some really good R&B sounds. So I feel like had it not been so overproduced because it is and it had a few guest spots on there which is why i'm not necessarily justice for memoirs i'm more justice for angels advocate and combining the two i just feel like 90s r&b was quite nostalgic in around 2009 2010 you know there was a load of like reunions going on and whatnot but i just feel like if it had been marketed in a way well first of all i feel like if it had been packaged song by song in a in a decent way like a mariah carey way it would have been the perfect album because of what the finished product was it was a bit of a lost opportunity for what it could have been do you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean it's not i'm not saying that memoirs is the terrible album because there are a lot of really good songs on memoirs but Mm. it's it's like you said it's the overproduced sound it's that nick cannon sound that i always reference it's like there are some cheesy lyrics in there there's just a lot about the album i don't like and i think it's a lot to do with what i was going through at the time during my life Mm -hmm. and i associated a lot with memoirs so i just like i don't know i could just never ever get into it and like again i'm not saying it's a terrible album because it's not it's just not my favorite Mariah Carey album. No, I get that. I tell, this is the thing. Like, like I can see your side. I can tell you because I was so excited for when this album was coming, and she did some like little snippet things on I think Nick Cannon's radio show at the time, and they were really quick, and it was like bits of each song, and or I think it was like a handful of songs, maybe five songs, but probably not even. And he was like, oh, my God, listen to those vocals, listen to that high note, listen to those chords, blah, blah, blah. And I I got really excited because I got, like, vibes from 
butterfly and rainbow and i thought oh my god she's actually returning to something that we love her for but then it wasn't delivered in the same way and obviously there was some delays with the album release date and stuff and it was just like okay and i felt like i'd heard the album before it was released so it kind of it was a bit of a stale moment for me but then when you put it down and don't listen to it for a while and you go back and you listen to it and it's kind of like oh it's actually all right but it's missing a lot. I feel like, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Memoirs is probably in the the bottom three of her lowest selling albums. Not if this TikTok shit keeps uh, keeping up. <laughs> True. Okay, but I want to get into, since we have gone so deep into it, you guys have uncovered one of my unpopular opinions. And it's that Memoirs and E Equals are messy albums. Uh, to me, but have some of the funniest ad libs. Um, yeah, and yeah, I can't help but feel like memoirs is messy as fuck, and so is E equals MC squared. Because <laughs> <And> now <laughs> you guys made me throw in E equals MC squared. <laughs> um, they both have the funniest fucking ad libs ever. Like some of the ad libs in migrate and the ad libs in obsessed and candy blink. All there's some funny if you listen deep into those albums, she says some funny ass shit in there, and then the way she does her runs, like it just makes mm. me laugh. Like it's so funny. I'm not sure if you're in a position to comment on equals MC squared when you can't get past track three. <laughs> it's crazy. Excuse me. Remember I've been that? listening to equals MC squared a lot lately. Remember when you called well, I... me crying because you finally got past track three? <laughs> no. Okay. One. Gareth is referencing this one time when i fucking was listening to the whole album of equals mc squared and i was fucking crying because i stay in love i stay in love and um yeah i was like tripping about my ex-boyfriend and i was talking to another guy and i was on the rebound and it was a mess and that's when i fell in love with equals mc squared and we can talk about that later but anyway well, this is a good transition into my next unpopular opinion, which is E equals MC squared is better than the emancipation of Mimi. I said what I said. Okay, oh. I will get right into this and then Gareth will say what he has to say because we all know we want to hear what Gareth has to say. I feel like it flows better as an album than emancipation but i feel like emancipation is like not jazzier but it's like i don't know like emancipation is more golden and brown and like clubby and e equals is more pink and purple and like driving around and miami like it's just they're different vibes they're different they're different but i do think that the album flows better on e equals okay I totally get where both of you... Well, I don't quite get where you're coming from, Nick. But I totally get where you're coming from, Jay. I feel like The Emancipation of Mimi was that golden thing of just her returning to form. It had... The jazzy thing is kind of like Neo Soul, I think, that was going... That was really popular then with loads of brass instruments, like Alicia Keys had it. There was a really big song over here in the UK called If There's Any Justice. And it had lots of... It was a, a guy. And it was such a big song over here. And then... Um, I feel like Mariah Carey kind of like fused Golden Mariah with what was trendy and what was like really hot with the the, the Neptunes and this this pretty much every single song on the Emancipation of Mimi could have been a single. Not sure it could have been a successful single, but literally every single one on the album is a banger. And I feel like E equals MC squared 
the fact that she's called it that is perfect because it is kind of like not what the Emancipation Mimi should have been or was the approach to what it should have been and it wasn't in the end because the Emancipation Mimi to me is untouchable but E equals MC squared does flow better as more of a a Mariah Carey album like you've got these really key moments like Touch My Body especially I'll Be Loving You Long Time I Stay In Love kind of plays on We Belong Together and Don't Forget About Us I'm not sure about that one but there's so many moments on there and it ends on a sad song kind of and don't forget yeah. side effects and I love side effects side effects is probably one of my that's favorite songs that's the best song on the album yeah it is the best totally. song on the album I totally 100% agree and um, well that can be your next unpopular opinion so what are you talking about, bitch? You don't know because you don't listen to the album. <laughs> All of them bitches. <laughs> so I get where you're coming from a little bit with it, but like I, I couldn't... I feel like she tried to deliver equals MC squared with the Emancipation of Mimi. Not that that was the, the goal, but there's something like that. And then we got the Emancipation of Mimi and it just encapsulated everything great about Mariah. And then we got E equals MC squared. I really don't get why that album wasn't bigger. Because and- she stopped promoting it because she got together with nick cannon and then just was like fuck it i'm gonna live my life i don't think it's just her though i feel like there, i mean there was a lot of yeah but that, that had her biggest debut i think it did especially over here yeah but, i mean i love equals mc squared i can listen to that album top to bottom i just find this whole time like quite quite exciting so to me i just always tie the two together and i can't separate them as two completely separate moments but okay nick please expand i think i said my piece like i don't know what else to say about it i just enjoy e equals better than the emancipation i believe because like and it could have to do with how popular the emancipation of mimi was and how overplayed it was so this was a time where you could not go anywhere it, it in lamb's minds it would be a magical time you would think but like and it was don't get me wrong but like everybody was suddenly a mariah carey fan again after they turned their back on her so i don't know like anyway i'm going on a tangent it was overplay like you yeah. could not turn on the radio without hearing we belong together everywhere you went you heard we belong together and i like we belong together but like i heard it so much and then we got the re-release and I didn't like any of those remixes on there. That might be in a popular opinion too. Oh my goodness! They were, yeah, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like um, side effects. You're saying is your favorite. I don't think that holds a candle to stay the night or circles or we belong together. It's like that. I really don't. If that's to your me, favorite, to me, side effects is a perfect song. It's it's like um, it is the um, like what is that song from Caution that I love? Why am I forgetting this? Giving me giving life. me life. Giving me life. It's a perfect song, like giving me life. Like it's such a perfect Mariah Carey song to me. It's almost like Fourth of July. That's a perfect song to me. It's like vanishing. So there's always like normally there's like one perfect song on each Mariah album. And that is the perfect song to me. It's just how it is. I just connected with it. I remember when there were those clips that you were talking about came out and everybody was like, oh my God, Mariah's singing about Tommy Mottola in this song. I remember it was a really, really big mm. deal. And yeah. I remember the first time I heard side effects. I, I was sitting in a chair and I had my legs over the chair. I remember it very vividly because I'd waited for this album to leak. And when I heard side effects, 
And Loving You Long Time, I love that song too. It was just like, Yeah, that one wow. is better than Side Effects. Girl, like bye. that one is the banger, bitch. That is the banger of the album. Girl, bye. Okay, bye. well, your your case is that E equals is better than Emancipation. I'm trying to help you here. So <laughs> whatever, bitch. I Wish You Well is better than Fly Like a Bird. I said that and I mean no, it. It's not. It I'll agree is. With that. It is so much better than Fly Like a Bird. I think Fly Like a Bird is good because it's more single worthy if you compare the two. Wish You Well is 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 good because it's so descriptive in the way that it's talking to someone. And I feel like I'll Be Loving You a Long Time is a banger. Yes, it's amazing. It's got the Mariah Carey magic there. It's just missing some kind of like collaboration. In in a single way, it's magic. And side effects is kind of like that deep cut, just like, oh my God. Like um, yes, that's the word I'm looking like for. It is. Yeah. It is a classic Mariah Carey. I love Deepka. side effects. It is so good. I'm going to listen to it when I get off this podcast. I think it's different for Gia because she didn't really get to experience the era and go through all of it. And I have didn't that say, whole... hey, I didn't say I disagreed with you or not. I haven't said shit. Gia also, was like watching Touch My Body on Good Morning America, I feel. You told us that. I was back, place. yeah, I was living through the Touch My Body moment when it was, ha- that was like my first, like, oh my God, my stop singing my part now, baby. I remember that happening when that was going on. That was the first single I had on iTunes. Yeah, but that was like, that was before you were like a lamb land. That was like. Well, well yeah, I know that was the first, I know that was, that was before. I'm saying that, that was, was the first single I had. Mariah. I'm not saying that's like the biggest yeah. moment of lamely moment or whatever, but. But it's like, not like when you went through the caution era and you consumed it and you well, ate yeah, it and you and you shit different. it out and you turned it into fertilizer and you grew a tree. Like this is you just like noticing Mariah for the very first time. So um, well, no, that Tim, wasn't even the first time I noticed Mariah either. Like you know that, but like there's there's many moments I've noticed Mariah before I came a lamb, but. And I also feel like it helps me be more objective. Like you're definitely like seeing through your nostalgia and like, obviously you're, you feel like people were being fake and loving emancipation and being fake. And then E equals comes out and everyone's back to being real. And that's how it is, I guess. But you know, that's exactly how it was, but a little bit different. Like it it was exactly that because like right when E equals came out, it didn't get as much love as they gave her with the emancipation and Mimi, so it kind of balanced itself out. But also, there's a lot more tracks that I skip on the Emancipation of Mimi. Like, what are you skipping on Emancipation? Uh, I skip right away. Get your number. I skip right away. Say something. I skip right away to the floor. Like, yeah, those okay. I, I agree. I agree with those. Yeah, I agree. They were just well, probably not. So and all, remember, but the other two were like really safe tracks for the album. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and uh, to the floor, I don't love to the floor at all. We all know when I started on the live chats, Gareth, I was saying mm. that it feels like a stalker is following me yeah. in the club. Like the I don't dunk, know what is going dunk, on here. Yeah, the beat. Yeah, something like about the beat is stalking me in the club. Yeah. yeah. It's, and the uh, only track that I'm skipping on E Equals is Bye Bye. Like, Bye Bye, Bye Bye. Like, really? That's the that only shit. one? Like, at all? At all. That's the only Wait, one. Actually, I was listening to the E Equals album the other day. I was loving For the Record, you guys. I was loving I love it. For the Record. How? Girl, you are just now discovering for the record. No, I'm not discovering it. I didn't, I don't like it. And I was loving it the other day. So that was on the 
M commercial for the perfume. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah, the perfume. Yes, honey. And you know, I, I remember that. When I, the vocals get big at the end, I was like, okay, Mariah, I see you over here. Equals. And she references herself. Yes, all yeah. of that. All of that. Yes. I always thought that uh, Thanks for Nothing is, for me, it's probably not that short when you look at the time of it. But like, for me, it always felt like it was quite short. And yeah, it has a really nice guitar in the beginning. And I thought it feels like the guitar is really behind the drums. And I feel like this could have been another guitar moment, like what we got with Always Be My Baby, that like if you listen really like closely, you can hear the guitar and it's really beautiful. There's some key moments on equals MC squared. Definitely. And, and, and don't forget the fart like a whale part. Like, that is so classic. Fart like a whale. <laughs> and I try to fart like a whale each time you let me down. What? It's I don't know such what this a is. Meme. Okay, so it's one of those things when she's like, when she says, and I front like a whale each time you let me down. And I try to fart like a whale each time It literally sounds like she's saying, I fart like a whale each time you let me down. <laughs> When that first came out, I remember the memes. It's one of the very first Mariah memes I ever remember that was oh, really? floating around. And it was from the Hate You video. You know that bathing suit that she's, she's wearing in the Hate You video? She's always in the ocean. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they they um, they <laughs> altered the image to make it look like she was a whale diving into the ocean. And then it had a big fart coming out of her butt. Oh. Like it was... <laughs> and I've been looking for that meme for years. And I cannot find it. So, Lambs, if you have this meme, please send it my way. Gareth, what's your next unpopular opinion? Okay, it's a bit blah, but I have to say it. And I don't Oh my feel... god, I feel like I already feel like we have the same one. <laughs> I don't know if we do. <laughs> but like I I know a lot of people like it and I don't get why. It's cute and the attempt again, ten out of ten for the attempt, but supernatural is not a good song. I agree, one hundred percent. Girl, that is not an unpopular opinion. I cannot stand. No, I feel like a lot song. of lambs like that song, Nick. I do feel that way, but no, I don't like it at all. I'm sorry, Mariah, and I feel like I don't want to be disrespectful. Leave the kids off the album, especially leave the babies off the album. Vocally, okay, it's a bit of a journey, but it just doesn't. It goes somewhere, and I'm just like, it could have gone bigger. When you actually listen or read the lyrics, look, this song makes no fucking sense. I never paid it attention, like, seriously. Like, Mariah ruined that entire album for me by just opening it with Cry. <laughs> I can't stand Cry. Like, I, I hate, hate Cry. Cry. <laughs> like, cry. why the fuck cry. would you open your album with that song? And the ending, the runs in that album, like, the, the song Cry is so extra to me. And then the ending run, the... Girl, I don't even know the lyrics of the song. Okay, I don't know the lyrics, but I know the way it sounds. And there I know some of the runs in it, but like and I know the um the bridge a little bit, and it just sounds like a lot. Like it's I don't know why we're drifting off into cry because it's not I don't think it's an unpopular opinion. Is this an unpopular opinion that we don't like memoirs or cry? Like are we drifting into other unpopular No, because I've seen Lambs go hard for (laughs) I've seen Lambs go hard for um supernatural and for cry. Especially cry. But like yeah it's there's so many bad songs in that album. I'm so sorry. Let's get back to Supernatural real quick before we change over. Um, I feel like 
supernatural. It just doesn't take me anywhere. It's not descriptive. It's not picturesque. All I'm thinking about is the bloody backdrop of the artwork of like the sunset. And I feel like when I'm listening to it, I'm staring into space. And I feel like I'm doing that for the whole album pretty much. Because I, I do too. Yeah. And I, I guess it has a lot to do with the artwork. It, yeah. Language. It's bad choice of artwork, bad timing, mm-hmm. bad marketing. And it, it kind of goes hand and in hand. They, they, draw, they drew it out. Yes. It's all a complete waste of time. And there are some okay songs if you think of them as a vibe, like if they'd have been done properly. I feel like these songs have been picked up and been put back down and it's just like, okay, we don't have an album. Let's just put these songs together and put the album out. And it's just like, okay, it is what we got. And I feel like if she'd have just not put out Beautiful, I get she was probably excited about working with Miguel and she was probably excited about Beautiful. It is a good song. But I feel if she'd have just given her that time, actually have a cohesive body of work, like she was saying in all the interviews, that she's trying to take the time to create a cohesive body of work. That's not what we got. And Supernatural, for me, it's basically just we have a handful of songs that we're making do with, but Supernatural is always like that that bitter taste for me. I wish Mariah could just take that whole album back. You can just have it back, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if she put um, the good songs on caution, like spread the good songs throughout the rest of the discography, yeah, she could put it, she could take it back. If she put the good songs on the other albums and then put out Angel's Advocate, I think we could have done without um, Oh my God. What me, you, I am. What you just said, you know, you know when um, Charm Bracelet came out, me and my friend was talking about Charm Bracelet and she's like, I do like it. It's got a really nice sound, but I just feel like there'd be really good tracks if you spread them across all of her albums and they wouldn't sound that bad because obviously every song was like, <laughs> so I thought, actually, that's a good point. So it's really interesting that you just said that because I feel like Me, I Am Mariah replaces what Charm Bracelet was then, even though I loved Charm Bracelet at the time. But I, did, I, did, I felt like the songs would probably feed me a little bit Yeah, better. like Me, I Am Mariah is like the new Charm Bracelet. Like some way. No. You're, I know, I know. I'm. It is. That's an unpopular it, opinion right there. <laughs> that, yeah. That was, <laughs> okay, okay. But I'm not saying like it's the new Charm Bracelet. But like, it's like yeah, the new, that is, it's the that new is most, a reach. Yeah, let's calm but down. But you know what I mean? Like, Charm Bracelet was the forgotten album that's amazing. But, like, what if there's, like, some good moments on Me, I Am? And, like, it's some Lamb's favorite album out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those, I can't, I can't, I, that bothers me. You, <laughs> sorry if I'm shading any of you Lambs who think Me, I Am is their favorite album. I'm sorry. Like, you <laughs> have to listen to, you have to listen to other Mariah albums. Yeah. Because there's something... That's I, I'm just gonna stop while I'm ahead. I honestly think it's rare as fuck when a lamb says they love me. I am. I think that's like you are a rare lamb. Like I'm just over here. Like, what do you hear? That's like so amazing. Like, I want to <laughs> know because, like, I want to find it. Like, it took me a while to love. Like, long ago, in certain songs that I used to skip. Like, I'm wondering if there's something that I'm missing. But no, I really don't love Me, I Am Mariah. Like, I've listened to the whole version, the whole deluxe version, a couple (laughs) of times. And both times I was like, wow, this is long. And wow, some of this is like not my thing at all. But some of the songs, like a couple of the songs, a couple of the songs are bangers. They are bangers. 
I'll say that wasn't until I got it on vinyl that I enjoyed it slightly more just because of the whole process of like taking the vinyl out, open it all up, taking the actual record out, putting the orange translucent record on and then letting it play. Yeah, but the then, vinyl is gorgeous. The fucking yeah. album itself is gorgeous. And I'm glad she did something with it at least because I don't want to be like pining after a vinyl of this album. Do you know what I mean? So I'm glad we got that out yeah. of the way and I, we've all got it. It's the only Mariah record that I put down after a month. I don't know any lyrics of the songs. Like the first time in all these years, it was an album I didn't listen to. And then no, I but was... Gareth really said it the way that I feel. Like it only works on vinyl for me. Like I, I need to experience the whole artwork. I need to open it up and see how pretty it is. I need to see how gorgeous the orange is. Yeah. And then I'm only listening to A and B and then C and D, she's staying in the sleep, honey. And that's where she's gonna stay. So that's how my experience of that album works. <laughs> okay, guys, you ready for a break? Stay tuned, grab a splash, and buckle up, bitches. Buckle up, cowboys and cowgirls <laughs> and cow lambs. Hey lamb, are you enjoying this episode of the Obsessed Podcast? Did you know you can stream all our other episodes on all streaming platforms? You can support us by following us on your preferred podcast streaming app and by following us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook by following the underscore obsessed underscore podcast. If you want to be notified the second we release an episode. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, welcome back. All right, let's move on to your next unpopular opinion, Gia. I mean, it's so hard because, you know, all my opinions are so popular, but I think this is a good one. It's not the shadiest, but I don't feel like Mariah is up to date with like the latest fashion. Um, and I felt that way for a while. But I... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe a lamb said that out loud. <laughs> but that's just how I feel. I do feel like the gowns and all of that all the time for every event it's a little bit much especially in the era of like post quarantine i just would have thought mariah would have done it a little more casual because we know she's such a diva she used to wear like the bath gowns or like the um the robes to interviews and like so casual not giving a fuck like 1999 is like my favorite style yes. from 1997 through 99 yeah she's just so effortlessly casual and gorgeous and that style is what's back in fashion right now i don't know why the fuck she hasn't jumped on her own line she hasn't jumped on dressing like how she used to she should she should bring back the 90s i'm sorry oh. Well, she's a different age, which I know we, we don't count numbers and everything, which is fine. But she but, still looks good. I mean, she looks good. Yeah. Like, I mean, she should definitely coin in on the ripped jeans and the crochet top and what have you. She should pull back some of those things and be like, hang on a second. You know, like I came up with it first. She could still rock some of those looks. Yeah. So I could not definitely... imagine Mariah coming out with a heartbreaker top on right now i just could no, not i'm see not it. saying that specific look bitch i'm saying she could come out with some looser jeans and a fucking yeah. tank a spaghetti top and she would yeah look for hot. real though when was the last time we saw mariah in some jeans not that long ago like never like 
over a couple decades, I'm I'm sure no. it's been since like E equals era. No, well, I mean it's been a minute since I lockdown. Okay, like, <laughs> we've seen her leaving concert. her. No, not at a concert. At a concert. We've seen her leaving the Franklin Tower to a car or whatever in something similar when she's been wearing the face mask. So she's worn something like that. She's not come out. I don't think she'll ever come out in a concert. Yeah, but those are tight and skinny and those aren't in fashion either right now. (laughs) I've said it before. Like when Mariah always looks great. But when and she, she's gorgeous, she's beautiful. She is. I'm sorry. I just I'm not trying to keep interrupting you, Gareth. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. You just like, keep bringing up points that I'm just <laughs> not trying to say she's ugly or anything. No, 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 no. None of us are saying that. Like we wouldn't be sat here if we thought that. But like, but you know, the American Idol days, the dresses she wore for that. I'm a bit tired of the gowns. Tours, I get the gowns fine, but when, the Emancipation Mimi tour, she had that little like short and brought up with the cape like that was very off trend for mariah really probably more music video than tour but like it wasn't really something that she'd do a lot of really so i was glad she did it then and she was a little like curvier then and she's like good for you you look absolutely fantastic and it doesn't have to be revealing it can be like fitted you know i'm not talking like body i just feel like she used to set trends and now she like is completely lost with what to do and follows Mm. them and is not on top of what is on trend right now. I don't think that she's a trendsetter anymore. I don't feel that way. Yeah, a lot of her her ensembles are their choices, but like it's not like she like like we said earlier, it's not that we think she looks bad. Like she just has this specific style that is just very Almost kind of in your face. Beautiful like, gowns. Yeah, and like yeah. getting in the pool in gowns and kind of doing that whole shtick with the gowns. Like it's like I have a 60 pound train, shit like that. Like, like she literally got stuck at the at the Christmas concert. She got stuck coming out in the gown because it was so extra and so much. Like I'm I'm good on the gowns, girl. Yeah. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful it's gowns. Been, it's been done to death. And I feel like since the 90s. Obviously, starting with uh, people probably did it before, but like Princess Diana did it, Mariah did it with her own wedding dress. It's been done with various dresses she's done lately as well, and it's just like we we know we know what a gown means, and it means like standing still and singing. But like we want you to walk around, we don't care about your mini dresses. Like that's fine. Like we want to see Mariah move. We want you from this end of the stage where the other people are we want you up this age end of the stage where we are you know we want yeah bitch i want you running singing make it happen like (laughs) not not, not in the heels we need to be careful you know she falls she falls but like yeah like we want we want some movement we want to engage we want some eye contact we want you up here we want you over there we want you looking out yeah i think that when i saw her we had a couple of shorter moments but the majority of it was longer dresses standing still I would like that for her a bit more. I mean, even a no-no video, like that little, well, it's a little dress, but with really big sequins on it. Like, she looked fantastic. It was cute. Yeah, the outfits in the caution era were cute. I definitely liked the. She wore jeans in the caution era. I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. They were skinny jeans, though. It's it's almost like she, and I'm not trying to sound shady with this, but it's almost like she dresses like a pageant drag queen all the time. She just gives yeah. me a drag queen kind of vibe it's with what gowns. she wears a lot. I'm not going to comment. It's I want to hear your comment. Well, but like, to can, can you think of any other way? 
she does put on yeah like a drag yeah i yeah i I just lipping and the big hair and the the makeup i mean all of that is amazing and i love it but like she plays into the bitch i'm about to leave and go back to the ocean for the whole year and then i'm about to come back and be the queen of christmas and then yes she's the queen of christmas dragon queen i just feel with all the big hair we don't need the big structuralized long dresses it's too much stuff going on like and there was that one thing one i don't even know if it was for christmas do you remember there was a a variation of the long gown that had like pointy shoulders like an elf shoe do you remember that and it never got used it was like she was standing in front of a load of a television screen she's got these really pointy like almost like lady gaga-esque shoulders and it was a variation of the red dress but it never got used does anyone remember i don't remember that it it was like a leaked when was photo. This? this was probably like off the back end of that particular nightmare era and it just never got used i, feel yeah, like, I don't know i feel like that should have been when we got rid of the red gown so far. Yeah, girl, that red gown needs to get got because I'm over gowns in general, but that the red gown, we can move into the specific conversation of the red gown. Yeah, yeah no, the red gown, she needs to go in the bin because I'm yeah. over the fucking red gown. Bitch, I get it. Christmas is red and green and white and gold and whatever. But the red gown, girl... I like the go. white glittery stuff for Christmas. <laughs> I like the and I want I like some the street red one Mariah that came out last year with the little sparkles on it and yeah. it was big, but she got stuck. Like she got stuck and she was like, cut that out from the special. Cut yeah. it, cut, cut, cut. Yeah. I'm hungry for some more. Like street Mariah. she knows the gowns are not they're not sustainable. They're doing too much. Okay, so let's move on. I don't even know who's next now. It's me. Okay, Nick, go for it. When you believe in one sweet day are overrated and boring. Wow. I mean, I think when you believe is I think when you believe is better than one sweet day. I I'll let's just put that right where yeah. it belongs. Like I think that when you believe is magical and fire and, needed, and needed to happen. And it's, it's the first song I think that I have listened to with Mariah on it ever, I think. If not, it was all I want for Christmas. But when you believe is very special to me. I love that song. I love The Prince of Egypt. Whitney is amazing. Rest in peace. Yeah, it's a ballad and it's slower, but I think it works for both of them. Their vo- their voices blend beautifully on it. Yeah, it makes me cry. And that song helped me when the pandemic was raging. It's helped me through a lot. Yeah, once we day, I don't I I like it. I think the it's arranged beautifully. It's probably overhyped in the Lamely. I think that when it got knocked off its pedestal, all the lambs stopped talking about One Sweet Day because it wasn't as big as it was. Like, it was her shining crown jewel in in her Mm. crown until All I Want, of course. But I feel like One Sweet Day was exactly what Gareth's first unpopular opinion is is that like it was just one of those things i used to use to be like bitch she's that girl she's that but i really don't even like that song it was just the record for me i like it i like the vocals and stuff but yeah i I, it is like very time stamped it's very much it reminds me of sundays watching i don't know children's television you know there'd be the music video and then they'd probably be interviewed mainly mainly her from memory i can't remember but i didn't really pay too much attention obviously because you know i jumped in with without you then again with some 
one of the songs from Butterfly and then really went for it with Rainbow. But um, it's a great song. I love how Boys to Men build their vocals. When you really listen, like in your earphones, and you hear all the layers and you hear there's the, especially that deep one, like the bass tone. I don't know his name, but like that guy. When you hear them all laid on top of each other, they're really impressive. And obviously, Mariah Carey is impressive anyway, like with the vocals. And then when you put them two together, like, oh my God. And it's a really nice song. It is a really good song. But when you believe out of the two is definitely the forgotten gem. Like, oh my God, I forgot I had this. Let's put it on. Like, when you believe is just, it needed to happen. Yeah, so, I bought number ones the first time when we all went to record store day specifically to have when you believe on vinyl. Like, yeah. I definitely, that was the only reason. I, it, you're right. It was something that needed to happen. I just wish it was a better song. I wish that they had more of a um, control on it. It's yeah. very Disney-esque. It's got that Disney-esque feel. Well, because wish- it's from pretty much a fake Disney movie. I know, but I wish I wish that it could have been something that they did collaboratively, not that was put together by some studio, that they actually did it together. Recorded that together. Mariah yeah, that Mariah and her wrote the lyrics and it was more of an up tempo song. Like I'm glad the song exists. It's not a terrible song. It's just very boring to me. Now with one sweet day, I'm kind of echoing back to like with the emancipation of Mimi, like that song was so overplayed. It was insane. Like this is when everybody loved Mariah Carey, like for real, for real love Mariah Carey. It astonishes me that it's one of her biggest albums. Like it's it's literally her. her biggest song and nobody knows the song. You know what I mean? Like the newer generation. It's like yeah. you never hear it playing on like I mean cuz like it's it's a cute song to help you get through some shit but like babe I'm not going to I'm not putting on the Daydream album to go listen to what Exactly. Like and that's it's just, not why I came. That's yeah, not why I, I came to the party. Like Yeah, exactly. I didn't come to to be all depressed and listen to One Sweet Day. And that's another reason. It's a very depressing song. You cannot deny the vocals on this song. Like yeah. it is literally prime riot. Like it's it unmatched. Is, yeah, the arrangement like, is unmatched. And the bridge and then the the um key change is glorious everything about it is gospel in itself and it's giving church vibes but yeah i'm not here for church every day it's it's monday not sunday yeah i never understood why it got it it certainly touched on people's heartstrings or whatever like the casual people like the casual public for it to become her longest running number one that it's yeah, but babe, it's so it's such a '90s track. Like, it, it, out of all of the exact. big singles that are from, which are all very '90s, um, the singles from Daydream are so '90s. But out of all of them, this one—it's got boys to men on it, which are just pure '90s in itself. But it is so—it sounds so 1995. Like, it is very, very of its. It is the era-defining moment of its era. But anyways. Whitney Houston didn't write her own songs, but she she had some kind of like, I don't know if she just went in and be like, oh, it should be this, maybe on a line here and there. Because she has some writing credits, so I don't really know how she wrote, but she didn't really write a lot of her songs. There's like two, I think. I might be wrong. But if they'd have sat down with, um, is it Kenny Edmonds, Babyface? If they'd have sat down with him and worked on the song, there's three of them. 
it could have been really magic. But I do feel like they could have been better on um, a more tempo song because Mariah is what, like, not quite 10 years younger than Whitney. And I feel like if they'd have done a more mature version of The Boy Is Mine and done something like same script, different cast together, there's two key changes in this Oh, song. my God, I love that song. Same script, different cast. There's two, oh, yeah, there's, my there's God. Two key changes. Perfect. Two similar voices but very different as well like that would have been amazing for those two because i feel like deborah cox and whitney are very similar in their tone and um, mariah can be very similar in her tone to whitney especially at that time but then mariah was even the mid-tempo else. like heartbreak hotel like something there's a mid-tempo. lot of people on that and i feel I there's mean, a lot of people on that yeah i mean but, even, i just like but mariah fills songs with so much like space like she fills the space with her voice I, and so does whitney too and they did that on when you believe they definitely found the space to fill because did. girl that it was honey when you believe is slow and it is very you know but i do think they take it there i think they do what they needed to do on that song personally but i feel like when you listen to when you believe it's very much them and something like heartbreak hotel with a bit of a beat like who else would have been on that? I don't know. Would Whitney have delivered the same background vocals as what Mariah can do? I don't know. She might have got somebody in. Whereas on same script, different cast, because it's a bit more, slightly more of tempo, and there's a lot more of a story there. You're focusing on a lot more than just who's given the most. I mean, we probably would have been focusing on the background vocals and everything else. But you know what I mean? Like for the average listener at that time, two really big stars at the moment, you know, it would have been like, oh my God, like this is actually quite good. It could have been a double A side with When You Believe in Same Script, Different Cast, even though there's two years apart for the release dates. But I don't know. I th- I could hear Mariah on Same Script, Different Cast, definitely. I could hear it. It's a little bit of a cheesy song. Gia, have you heard that song? No, I haven't. <gasps> you have to listen to it. It is, is so it by, good. Was it by Whitney? and Whitney and Deborah Cox. It's I like Deborah Cox and Whitney. So I, It's such a like, it's almost like an R. Kelly song. It's a good song. It's it's got a lot of play on words in it. So it's like And two key changes. Two key changes. And, and there's funny parts on it. She's like, I'm not listening. It's so stupid, it's good. Who's next? Uh I think you are. Oh, okay. Mine is this is no shade in particular to anybody or any negativity to anybody in particular. It's just things I've noticed throughout. This is just a generalization of things I've noticed since we started Love Life, Mariah Carey, The Avengers of Gigi, and The Obsessed Podcast. You see more and more and more as the podcast continues to grow, which is great. And I like the engagement. I like the fact we're seeing people that we probably have never spoken to. Whatever, you know, I do like the communication and the broad spectrum of what we are exposing ourselves to and what we can see okay so there seems i'm really interested now (laughs) Uh, there seems to be some kind of illusion or delusion however you want to look at it that there's a hierarchy in the lamely and that's not that there's like oh i'm in charge of you it's just of like who has been a lamb longer who claims to know more who has the bigger collection who has the most rare collection there just isn't because we are all lambs for different reasons and we all jump on at different times and you can't really 
say that someone is less of a lamb because of their age. It's like work, you know. There's hierarchy in work, I know. But I don't like to be people's boss. I hate it. And I hate it when people say, yes, boss. I hate it. I take them to one side and be like, look, that's not what's happening here. Like, we are a team and we work together. And yes, we have different experiences, which is when you can ask questions, when you can communicate things that you want to know the answer to. So I don't feel that people are better than anybody else. But I feel like since 2020, there's been a little bit, here, not nothing huge or too toxic, but a little bit here and there. And I've just been looking, thinking, mm, why? Why is this? Anything so- in particular? Yeah. And like, Gareth, you're like, this is not to be shady mm-hmm. girl let's get shady let's I'm... get the tea let's get the receipts because you are speaking facts like if <laughs> i can get shady <laughs> no I've, I've noticed it since the very beginning i don't like being okay mary poppins <laughs> i've just noticed some stuff that where people get so competitive about what they've got and what they know and what whatever their story is. And everybody's story is... And the whole, like, you're not a real lamb. I hate that. Yeah. I, know, I know we've said There's it here like, in a jokey way, but, we've, like... We've spoke on that before on this podcast. But the whole, like, you're not a real lamb thing is just so juvenile. It's so petty. Because I can't say to you, Gia, or you, Nick, individually and be like, oh, you're you're this and you're not this, because I don't know what your journey is. You know, like that's so one, it's disrespectful, and two, it's yeah, inaccurate. It's disre- it's disrespectful when people say it to you and they mean it. Because like if I say it to y'all or y'all say it to me, like you're not a real lamb, I say that in an ironic way because I know that you're a real lamb and it's just a stupid little jab that we'll say to each other, but that's whatever. But there yeah, are but people we know that you're there. joking when you say it, but Gareth's talking about like petty bitches on the internet in the comments yeah, and stuff like that oh, I but, there's like. always, but that's always going to be that way in my eyes there's only like there's only one lamb in charge and that's LaRon like because that she has Mariah's blessing so anything that comes below LaRon in the little hierarchy or however people want to call it or whatever like it's just irrelevant to me because just think- because Mariah likes your posts or shares your posts often mm. or or any of that, that doesn't make you better than. No, it's great exposure, but it doesn't mean that you're friends. It doesn't mean you're better than anybody else. And also the, the lambs, the lambs like look up to people who've been shared by Mariah and it'll be like, how many times have you met Mariah? Oh, have you ever seen her in concert? Oh, have you um, ever touched Mariah? What does she smell like? Oh, how many photos do you have with Mariah? Um, how many times have you been tweeted, retweeted by Mariah? Like mm. stupid stuff like that. Like so stupid. It's annoying. And a, a lot of these people are not good people. But that, that's all I'm going to say about that. I mean, we can't we can't really determine that, but I just feel the approach to it is definitely not good. It's not healthy for them and for anybody else they communicate with. And I just don't feel that as a fan community, or whether it's Mariah fans, or even if you all fall into the gay community or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, just don't do that. Like, we're here for one reason. We have our different stories. We're all here on earth to live and breathe and, you know, survive. But we, we all have our own journeys. So it's the same as anything else. 
And no one is more or less important than the other. We're all as valuable. And this was the whole premise to starting up this whole thing back in 2020, well, back in 2019 originally, you know, like, and it, it pains me a little bit to see that not in our podcast or our little community that follow the Obsessed podcast, I hope, but from what I've seen, nobody's doing that. But like, you just see things further afield. And I'm just like, this is quite sad. It's quite sad. And I... I've spoken to, um, I can't remember what they call themselves. So we used to message each other quite a lot. What are you getting at? This is before I knew either one of you and before like I was going to invite Aiden. And he used to send me the most, not not disgusting videos, but I it was stuff I didn't ask for, right? Oh my God, you are the not the first person who has said that to me. And they, they, oh my God, I cannot believe that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on right now. What's, what's happening? Can you guys give me the tea though? I'm trying to. So this guy messaged me, another land that I know that I'm friends with. He's like, hey, and he sent me screenshots of everything I have yeah. to say. He was like, um, this guy is sending me nude photos and asking me to send him nude photos as mm. well. And it's making me uncomfortable and I want to expose him. And now you're saying that shit? Yeah. He's sent me videos apparently of him fucking somebody else. And I'm... this is yeah, 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 yeah. You're lying. Yeah, no, I'm not lying. I'm getting this stuff come through and I just thought, what's this guy doing? Like we've had some really nice conversations about Mariah and the stuff he's posting. This is before any And that's of this... what he said too. Because I said to him in 2020, before this is when me and Aiden were still like, what we're doing, what we're doing, what we're doing. He only sent me this like two months ago. Oh my god. And he felt he felt like violated. Yeah, there is a hierarchy, an imaginable hierarchy in the Lamely. I don't think there is a hierarchy. It's just people being self-entitled and delusional. All right, moving on. Gia, what's your next one? <laughs> okay, so my next unpopular opinion goes into one that we kind of already touched on so we can just gloss over this is that i love the beautiful ones i know i said <laughs> that i don't like any of the covers that mariah's that's on any of mariah's albums except the beautiful ones there you go I love and the beautiful that ones. just y'all are just it's whatever beautiful. Like, how could you say that open arms is better than the beautiful one or um the beautiful one is better say, than open you arms. Can't, the beautiful one is better than the, the open arms or whatever it's called. No, it's not. It's too long. It's cheesy. Yes, it is. Prince it's, didn't even co-sign on it. Who cares? Yeah, but and, he doesn't like people doing his songs in general. And I feel like with the length of the beautiful ones, like it, they've done their a duty by giving us all those vocal runs. Like if it was like one more try, I would have been a bit like, what is this? But the fact that there's so many like soaring moments, like I don't even care. Like I just love hearing that. I'm sorry. One more try is better than the one. What? No, the fuck it's not. You right. need, yeah, the fuck it is. You. Like, Nick, Nick, you need a new <laughs> prescription. The Beautiful Ones is literally her worst cover. No, it's not. You're a joke. It's You're a joke. It's not. It's probably her best. It and probably... for Gia, for you to say that the Beautiful Ones is your favorite track on the Butterfly album, you're not a real lamb. I didn't say <laughs> it was my favorite track on the Butterfly album. When did I say that? 
I think you said that in our Butterfly album review. I never fucking said that. No, I think it was the best cover, but I don't think it was the best It's track. her best cover, yes. I've never said that it's the best track on Butterfly, bitch. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. Anyway, I remember what it was. It was in our should have been a single episode, and y'all picked that fucking song. Mm. Like how I don't know. Like I love it. Gross. It's not. It's That's such one a good of song. Best episodes for one of her worst songs. It's not. How I I don't know. I don't understand. I don't think you've listened to it from start to finish to be able to. I like... think people hate for that song is crazy. It's crazy. I, it is. I have such a like reaction to that song. The way it makes me feel. I do not like it at all. Why? Why? I don't know. I there's just something about. I don't like it. It's too long. I feel like it could have been a like a couple paces faster. Like it's just very like. Yeah. No. The original no, is like, faster, and anyone who's covered Prince's version, it's always been a little bit faster. So I don't know why Mariah toned it down, but it gives I don't the, like Cisco in it. I think that's really weird. I said it, that in the Butterfly episode, you, like, but this is before the thong song. But when I hear it, that's all I think is the thong song. Now I don't. I I can separate. I don't it. either. And the thong song was overplayed everywhere. Girl, you ain't lying. But that's why all I hear is that. You hear Cisco's voice, and all I can think, because that's all Cisco's really known for is the thong song. Like, true. It's like part of his personality. I can't name one, and that's probably because I'm over here in the UK, but like, I can't name one, not even one Drew Hill song, let alone a signature Drew Hill song. I don't know. To me, it's just, I, I didn't even like it before the thong song, but like, I feel like, and I know it sounds weird, I feel like the thong song tainted it for me. It's dark-sided to me now. But you didn't like it before. I never liked it, ever. This is such a good cover to put on the album instead of putting some bloody, like, toned-down power They're only good cover. It, it, it really shifted it. It really did. And the there vocals, we go, Gia being a troll. The vocals are so good. <laughs> I mean, we don't get the high note like we get on Bringing on the Heartbreak or whatever, but, like, and I love that. But like, and I feel like if we'd have had a bit more of a cohesive moment throughout bringing on the heartbreak, they would have been really good. Well, no, they wouldn't have been good contenders. I just love the beautiful ones. I do. In fact, uh, to be fair, I could easily. It's so good. I could easily, not that I do, but if I feel like it, I could happily skip the rest of the album just to listen to the beautiful ones and then go back that is to honey. crazy ass shit. That is yeah. so crazy to hear. I'm living in a dream right now. Like, or I didn't know there. people actually <laughs> like this. I didn't know people actually like this song until I met y'all. Like, I, for I, real, for real. It's her best cover. Like, I'm telling you, no, I used to skip it, it. I used to skip it and I used to hate it. And then something clicked one day and it just like, it never unclicked. Like the beautiful yeah, ones is, same. It's, it's so I'm, good. It's beautiful. I'm not saying this to be a troll and I'm really not saying this to be a troll, Gia, but bringing on the heartbreak is her best cover. Sorry. No. I really can't with it that. Is, like I just is, can't with that. 10 times better than whatever that song's name, The Beautiful Ones. Stop it is pretending. You know the, the name of the song. <laughs> My, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it, and I never will. I think you yeah, need it's the banger of the album. No, I'm kidding. It's not the banger of the album. I'm, no, I'm it's just the kidding. Best, but, but it's a key moment. It's the best. I think it's the best part of the second half. 
definitely besides um outside of course outside is an amazing closer of the album it's but perfectly it's the, placed uh, it's perfectly placed rip it if i had one wish to make it disappear what? and erase from history and off the butterfly album i would do it you would that's say, so extra no thank you it is I'll the worst it. it makes the butterfly album a nine out of ten instead of a ten out of ten you're full of shit and you know the butterfly yeah, album. Yeah, butterfly's your favorite you album ever. Album. Shut the fuck up. But it's a 9 out of 10 because of the beautiful No, I don't agree no. that you you think that. I don't believe you. I don't believe that you think that at all. That's no. it. Those are my true feelings. No, it's to not. Me. If you play... Yes, how are you going to tell me how I feel? I like, just don't believe the... you. No, I'm not telling you. I just don't believe you. Because you said that's your favorite album overall and your favorite album by Mariah Carey. And I don't believe yes, it when, when yes. you put when that yeah. album... And when you, you said that it's perfect. You've said that it's yeah. perfect. And if you put that album on in your car or your home, whether it's the CD, the vinyl or Spotify it or whatever... Is. It is perfect. And, it's and every, time, every time that song plays, you're trolling me, singing along, talking about... <laughs> and you're making I, funny noises, sending me voice notes, bitch. You know you secretly love it. Girl, you are tripping. One day you're going to do a geo with the equals mc squared up and you're going to turn around and be like you know what guys i think i actually like the beautiful one i will I, I promise you it will never happen yeah i don't know nick it's just there's i got too many receipts honey i got too many receipts i know you love the butterfly album and it just wouldn't be the same without the beautiful ones on it and that's how i feel it's such a glorious cover that's the best word. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay, well then what's your next unpopular opinion then, bitch? <laughs> All right, and this is my last one. Almost Home is a good song. I love Almost okay, Home. What's, what's your next unpopular opinion, Gareth? I don't How are you going to skim over me? <laughs> First of all, I think I know the answer to this, but which version do you prefer? Uh, what do you mean? Almost Home? Yeah. What do you mean? Are there two versions? Oh my God, of course, slightly. There's the film version and the Mariah version. So anytime I consume Almost Home, I'm watching the music video. Oh, there's one that's not really as great as that version. You must have heard this. I up. like the video version. And you get the visuals with it. I love that. I love when she sound, when she says the sounds of the trumpet and then she does that high note to like mimic a trumpet. I love that. I think yeah. that's so clever. I think And I love vi- I love a Wizard of Oz moment. Yeah, I know you do. Have you seen Oz the Great and Powerful? It's not that good a movie though. Well, yeah, yeah no, I, the movie's not that good, but I still like The Wizard of Oz. So I went and saw that in the movie theater just because Mariah was singing the song. I kind of did the same thing. <laughs> I but went no, and saw it in the theaters because I wanted to see some Wizard of Oz shit. What are your feelings, Gia? I think it's good. Um, I remember Gareth saying a while back he thought it was weird that she references fireflies instead of butterflies. And I still think that kind of holds up. But otherwise, I think it's a good song. I don't hate it. I don't go and listen to it often, though. It's not my favorite, but I don't. I don't dislike it. I thought it was to weird me, that it was. I thought it was weird that it's an unpopular opinion that you actually like it. Because a lot. Of, well, Mariah has famously said that she doesn't like the song because she didn't have a lot of creative control with it, and that she didn't write it. She has a writing credit, and I don't know. That could be literally anything. I don't know, she could have had the main body of a song and it wasn't completed. And she's like, okay, well, I've, I've, I've had this, but I've been writing and, you know, I've not finished. And then everyone jumped on it and tried to finish it. I don't know. It could have been anything or it could have been done and she could have been like, I want to change this, this, that, the other. But then 
you know, fireflies instead of butterflies. Like, I don't know. I get I get why it would be fireflies, but then if it's Mariah writing, maybe it would have fit more if it was butterflies. I don't know. I'm just I'm thinking from a biased point of view, but there is something there's truth in like if she didn't like it or want to release it or didn't write it. But then I don't know. There's something about it that's so a bit majestic for me. And I do like the vocal ability. And I was really excited when I first heard it. Like this came after Triumphant. So it was a big deal at the time when it was released. Yeah, I remember it being a big deal. But, but Triumphant, that song is like the forgotten Mariah single. Just kind of like, yeah. it was like a fucking ninja. It was here and it was gone. It was the mess of me I am. So yeah. what's your uh, last unpopular opinion, Garrett? This one's really lame. And it's basically just that every time that studio time is talked about, it's exciting, but we are always left waiting. And I feel like it's oh, been... Oh, when we all know that's the truth. It, I mean, come on. It's been three years, and we're hearing about projects. It's been stuff. four, Gareth. It's 2020 to 2023. What do you mean? What came out in 2020? Nothing, but she's... The rarities. Been, I mean, the rarities yeah, no, came out. Absolutely. That doesn't count. That does yeah. not count. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm but sorry. I, Let's I, rewind. I feel like I, she's I been forget bigging that up the rarities exist. I love the rarities, but like I feel like she's been. Yeah, big- I love the rarities, and I love that I have it. And it was such a moment. And MC Thirty was a cute little vibe. Um, and that was definitely one of the big. There were like four big things of MC Thirty, and that was one of the big things of MC Thirty. But it's a compilation of some newer, older stuff, some old, old new <laughs> stuff, and then some stuff that we already had. And then the yeah. tour, which was cute. Like, yeah, it was cute. But no, I'm sorry. It does not count as an album. So boop, <laughs> back to caution. <laughs> it's been almost five years since Caution came out because it came yeah. out in 2018. Yeah. So we're we're on the we're coming up on the fifth year anniversary of it, which is so insane. It's insane, but I I just feel like as a fan and a lamb of Mariah Carey and like always looking forward to what she's gonna put out and give us next. It's just like like I feel it's gonna sound really cliche and really cheesy. I I feel like I've measured my life a little bit and my development as a person as to when Mariah's albums have come out. So it's like where was I when this I do the out. same thing. I do the same thing, bitch. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I've been through times when I always sacrificed my last probably like 20 pounds to get Mariah album in my 20s, like early 20s, like late teens. And then as you earn more money and you develop in your job and stuff, it's always been a bit more comfortable. So I, I like that. But the vinyls hit a little bit more. <laughs> so especially when we were in lockdown or on furlough, like wage, and it's just like, okay, I want to get this, this is the other. And it's just like, okay, I'm watching my money drain a little bit. And it's, you know, it's better now, but like, it's always, it's been a nice journey. I also think a big part of what you guys said, like you always attach like when her albums come out to this and that. And as you're growing up in your own eras, as well as Mariah's eras, like they coincide, which I can totally agree with. And I yeah. relate to, and I feel the same way. Um, It also makes me think like, hmm, Maybe there's a big ass reason why we don't go back to the rarities and it's because it came out in one of the worst times in modern history 
And like, I don't want to really be reminded by like save the day and like her singing in her house, close my eyes, like what the (laughs) fuck was going on in my world when that was happening. But yeah, I'm definitely ready for new shit. I I rebuke save the day. Save the day can go in the bin too. I'll happily listen to all those other songs that didn't make albums or whatever. Save the day. No, and I'm so happy that Slipping Away made that album. Or I mean, is on vinyl or whatever. I don't need to ever listen to Save the Day, but like there's there's certain times where I want to listen to like Just Be Good to Me or All I Live For or One Night or whatever the songs are called. Like I'll literally just put the album on and let it play. But then I just feel like I Save the Day is a skip. It's nice, but it's very rare when I listen. It is really rare when I listen to it. I think I only listen to it when Wilson listens to it. He loves Save the Day. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't mean, I didn't mean to just go right towards Save the Day. Like, it is, I do like what she gave us, and I'm so grateful for it. But it was the time that it came out. I was going through so much like you guys know and that was when we just started the Instagram like well when I yeah. just joined the Instagram and um yeah I everything no was idea what going was happening we were just like oh, okay all this stuff's coming yeah. let's talk about it <laughs> actually it worked yeah. out quite and we were quite just well time wise that's how this all of this started this podcast all the messiness of MC30 aside like we can say whatever we want about MC30 as a whole like she did help me through 2020 um and if it weren't for mc30 i don't know if this podcast would have happened because we we really started just doing every sunday talking on instagram about what happened each week of mc30 and that's pretty much how this started yeah every week we would talk about what happened i'm ready to move past this mc30 air mc30 era though because like it it really is time for another album and i'm tired of hearing mariah like you said earlier say i'm in the studio blah 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 something's coming this year like girl just it's tiring yeah like three years of the same interview is a lot it's a lot especially when you're trying to be the fan and you want to watch the interviews and you want to see this stuff i gave up in 2021 honey i was like this is the same fucking interview bitch i'm sorry girl good night but i want like new stories i want new vocals like when i first heard a snippet of a no-no i thought i'm looking forward to caution and when caution came out like okay i like it but it could have been a couple of tracks longer i i just want like a new era MC30, MC30 has not happened for a while, but like MC30, as it's, it's done and dusted. I think I think we will get an album this year, but like, what is it going to be though? Or like, if, 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 if it's like it's older gonna, material, if it's in the kitchen, in the kitchen, in the album. Like, I'm sorry, but but it, um, what if it's like redone older material? See, that would just really no. annoy. Me. That's that's still giving me. If it's redone old material, that's giving me in the kitchen. Like, I'm just, sorry. Okay, my last one. We all know what the fuck I'm gonna say. I don't. And I'm sorry to beat this shit like a dead horse. And this is, I don't, I'm not trying to come off as the hater or as Nick likes to say, the Grinch every fucking year. But here it is. Mariah Carey being the queen of Christmas isn't good for her career in the long run. And that's how I feel. And it, it it just gives her the excuse to not put out new music and to fall back on Christmas every year. And 
never put out new stuff, new material, and just use old stuff all the time. We get mad about the number one stuff, but she uses the Christmas stuff more. And I know you guys love the Christmas, Nick. I know you love the Christmas stuff. I love it too. And I went to the concert and I loved it. But I'm saying for her to only be like for her to be known to go back in the ocean and like it's a giant meme, like it's it's for her to play into it. I don't think it's good for her career. That's how I feel. Unpopular opinion. That's how I feel. But it is her career now. Like, that's what she does. It's good for her. That's how she's making her most money. I don't think it's going to help her move forward as an artist. I don't think it's going to help us get new shit. I don't think it's going to ever bring her back. And I'm I'm sorry for the lambs who hate that I bring up the Christmas shit all the time. But that's my that's my biggest unpopular opinion. And when I thought of my unpopular opinions, that's like what I'm known for is like how I feel about Christmas and her Mariah in general. And I love Mariah and Christmas. Don't get me wrong. Like I always have to go and say like, I love it. I love it. But the way that she just does Christmas nowadays, the past four years, it doesn't give me high hopes for me as a lamb. It doesn't bother me though, because to me, it just, it literally does bring her back every single year and it keeps her relevant and her name there. And I think eventually in the long run, when Mariah is, is long and gone, like that will help people discover her. Yeah, but you, you guys were saying you think of your entire fucking life through Mariah's albums and her eras. That's not going to be anyone else because all they're going to think of is every Christmas Mariah. They're not going to think of my entire life was impacted by the albums in which she released, like the real meaningful music that she put out. People won't be experiencing that in the upcoming generations if this keeps going. I mean, maybe they'll find the Christmas shit and then look and get attached to her music. And that is a cool way. And the TikTok stuff does help her, you know, but I just don't think that if we got more, I wouldn't have probably even said anything. I'm just saying like, it's my red alert. It's my, it's my worry. Cause you know how Mariah used to say, I used to worry the rug would get pulled out from under me and all of that. She used to say that so much. I just feel like with this Christmas shit, she doesn't feel that way. But to me, I, I feel like it, Christmas isn't, yes, it comes back every year, but like, I just feel like you don't think people will get tired of Mariah and her association with Christmas, like ever, like ever. I know people are, but people get tired of a lot of things about Christmas. Like it's just part of what Christmas is. I think it's really smart of Mariah because she has branded herself into Christmas and it's going to continue to make her money and her family money even after she's gone. Like she literally struck gold. She literally doesn't have to do anything ever again. She's just doing it for fun now. The world yeah, will that's never fine. that's all fine and hold. good. I'm saying from a fan standpoint and like her career and the the things that we talk about we want to see we want new albums the shit you guys just were talking about my unpopular opinion doesn't help what you guys want that's how i feel uh well gia just canceled christmas for another year guys <laughs> no i'm not saying it you bitch whatever <laughs> no i i do think that and i said i think i said this back in 2020 ideally she needs to let go a little bit of the Christmas and just disappear for a little bit. I'm just all about the mystery of her. And I feel that we've lacked it a little bit since 
let's say, E equals MC squared onwards, there's not been that much. There's been a little bit here and there, but then it's always about like, oh, yeah, I've got something great. Let's hear it. And then it's just like, okay, well, we're still waiting. I just wanted to, if she can, just disappear for a bit, really work on something and re-emerge, not as a new artist, but oh, you know when these people have that resurgence where they're just like, oh, like they've got a really good song out and then there's a really good album and then you go into the record store and then you just like, oh my God, they've got so many albums out. Okay, I wanted to have that again. I feel like she's never had that really because she's always had albums out, but I just wanted to have that, like disappear, yeah, And I just back. wish that the Christmas thing would like do its own thing. Like let it go number one if it's going to go number one by itself help and let the people who love it make it annoy other people but her being like the face and then the whole queen of christmas drama last year like that was literally like our whole entire christmas um part of the season was that drama and like yeah. that's so uninteresting to me like it's so juvenile and petty and like i don't it's, give a fuck about it like she's some old ass bitch like who is completely irrelevant in the musical scheme the musical landscape of this current generation and it it just it, it's so so beneath mariah so it beneath is. mariah and then she's showing up as a christmas artist around well not necessarily as a christmas artist but as a person like known for christmas around christmas no just, nick said nick just said that was her thing this is her act like she's a christmas mm -hmm. act the past four years, she's been a Christmas act. She is. She has literally placed herself into iconic Christmas images like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Elf. Like, Mariah is one of those iconic things at Christmas now. But it's the also It's never the... going to go away. No, it's it will the never song. Go away. It's, def it's the song. It's I the, know, but that's the video games, the junk food. Like, come on. She's getting her back. I ain't hating on her for it. No, the ads and the and the McDonald's. Is that what you're it's, saying? Yeah, like no, this not. I would do it for millions of dollars, girl. Okay, Come on, don't act like you wouldn't do it. Album, though, where's the I, new Christmas album? If you're such a big Christmas act, where's the new Christmas material? Yeah, like it's inevitable. I feel like 2020. Where is was, it? It's been four years. Everything she did in 2020 was authentic to Mariah Carey's music. Even though it was a bit of a strange time, she was still doing what she could to get the music out there. And some of it was new, even though it was old. You know what I mean? And, and I and, won't even knock that Christmas special. No, not at all. You can't. Even though it's a little bit dated now. But like the McDonald's and the, the video game, the mobile phone video games, I just think it's like, come on, like at least have an album to go with it or, or shows. I mean, she couldn't really in 2020 or 2021, but like some of these things could have coincided with something else that's bigger to make it more of a promotional gain for the bigger thing that's to do with the music. And it's just like, what's now left? Because I feel like they've stretched everything so much and I'm a little bit worried about what's coming, if there is anything. Oh, there's a lot coming. She's going to end up like having her own brand with it. Like she's uh, already starting. Yeah. What yeah, about, but I just hope there's something else too. Yeah, like where are these like extravagant lyrics with the deeper vocals with the rapper and the the you know, like where are the stories? Where are the journeys? Where are the the things we know from? Like I just want that again. I'm not talking about I want butterfly or I want the emancipation movie. I just want a new new journey. material. A new journey. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Can we just have a new album? Like, come on. Yeah, like, no, no, I literally not don't just a new album. I, <laughs> said, I don't even think I would have said shit about Christmas 
if we would have got a new album within the last four mm-hmm. years, like I don't, I don't think I would have said anything about it. It's just yeah. so much Christmas and so much old material. I mean, I'm all for Christmas, but come on, like take a year off to just get something fresh. I don't want her to take a year off. Like, it's my favorite part of Christmas. Well, not now, because it feels like, even though she's been present, it feels like she's taken the last five years off. But like, Mariah hasn't done really anything major and big since like memoirs. Everything else has just been like half-assed. If Maybe I, a little bit with caution. She put a little bit into that, but like Mariah's not out there promoting things like she used to promote things. And I get it. She doesn't like doing that. She doesn't feel like she has to do it. But I mean, I miss those days. Yeah, I miss those days. She doesn't need to. I'd take an album with a genius interview here and there, not just with one interviewer, but so many others like cable TV, terrestrial TV, like, you know, radio, like broaden it out. But like, I just, I'm going to sound really stupid when I say this. I just want my Mariah back. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't think within like the 10-year plan, it's a good idea to just do Christmas. I just think there's nothing we can do about it. We're just stuck in this like long stretches between albums kind of part of her career. And it just really sucks. And it makes people become really, really impatient and negative. If you've got to the point where you're spreading albums out, you can't go back to how she was in the 90s where she's pretty much releasing an album every year. That doesn't happen. She's got two children. She's got a busy life on her own. She's not going to have the time, the the money that she's just going to plug into doing an album every year. She's got too much going on as a person. So I... And she and she doesn't have to do it anymore. And I think that she likes that. I think that I don't think Mariah really loves to do this anymore. You know what I mean? I don't even think she really loves doing the Christmas shit. Gareth, and wait, this an episode. I'm sorry, I keep fucking interrupting you this whole fucking episode. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I really don't mean to. I don't feel like it's going to return to anything else. And I feel like the the Christmas stuff is just going to be it from now on. And maybe we'll get some new stuff that's Christmas. But like, I just wanted to get in touch with herself again and just put an album out that's really authentic and really non-Christmas and really like gritty, you know? Like Caution with Faded and Dedicated and Side Effects. You know, that would be perfect. (laughs) I think we all want that. There's just a helpless factor that comes in because we can't yeah. really do anything about it. No. And Mariah doesn't, I mean, Mariah, I know Mariah cares about her fans. I know she does, but like Mariah's going to do what Mariah wants to do and nobody's going to tell Mariah how she's going to do it. So it's just going to be what it's going to be. Like hopeful that she'll release something this year. I've gotten so used to it over the last 15 years that I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like it'll come when it'll come. Yeah, I just miss the excitement of like reading that she's got something coming and then maybe like a month or so down the line, you hear a little bit of a snippet and then it's on the radio or it's on MTV or whatever it might be, you know. And then slowly, slowly, you you build up towards an album release, single release and then album release. I do miss those times when you know an album's about to come out and it's like really official, official, like the mm. track list is out and the anticipation leading up to it. I always try to live in the moment during that time yeah. i always try to like remember where i was the first time i listened to like a certain album like i can tell you everywhere i was during every single era the first time i listened to a mariah album for the first time so like i miss that and the rare moments 
and they're getting more and more rare as the years go by because longer the days where we're going to ever get an album every single year. No, I like, think that, and I know that my unpopular opinion was like really shady and all extra and stuff, but I do think that she has it in her still. Like I know this bitch has it in her for another. Yeah, I know she has, I know she has it in her and I know that we're going to get another good album and probably many more. It's just, it's going to be years and years apart. Yeah. And, and probably not with much exposure to be fair, but there will be so many like maybe a handful of decent tracks on there if not all of them to be fair it's just a shame but like i just want her to take her time and really delve into what she wants to do well girl she can't take too much more time like well i it think depends, it, it depends like, if she started bitch, the time the time have has better have been took already because yeah. bitch has been four fucking years i'm yeah. sorry the time has, has better have been took yeah. taking time is like at the max two years like it doesn't take you almost five years to have the material for a record. I know you're recording. I know you are. Or maybe she's just cooking up something and maybe this year, in the kitchen, next year, cooking up in, something in the kitchen. In the kitchen and eventually it's going to be like, bam. And we're all going to be like, oh, um, I don't know. I hope so. But that's how it was with Caution. I like yeah. Came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And it was good as fuck. All right, it's time to wrap up this episode. Yes. Those were our unpopular opinions, bitch. All right, lambs. Well, you know we have to start off on a shady note. So thank you for joining us of the Obsessed Podcast. You know we're not going to keep it crazy for too long. We've got some amazing stuff planned for this season, and we hope you're excited. So thank you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast, The Obsessed Podcast, on all social media platforms. You can find our podcast episodes on any platform where you stream your podcasts. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.